time to talk about a series we have talked about two previous times. Mm-hmm. You know, third time's the charm for this series to get it right. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Or at least third time's the charm for us talking about it, because technically there's the, the, the graphic novels, too. I have those. They're very good. Well, you're right. Third time's a charm for us. Mm-hmm. So let's hope it is indeed the third time's the charm for us. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Season Let Me Check Up OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc, Al, and Lady. Um, Hello. This is episode something. It's 363. <laughs> and we are talking about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Takes off mm-hmm. what? Can't tell you that. That that would be lewd. Lewd? Yeah, he's going to take something off. Oh, I see. Got it. Got it. What a joke. Yep. <laughs> really, really hit that one right on the head. <laughs> man, I'm not good at jokes. You know that. Oh man. Uh so yeah, we have talked about this series twice before. We talked about mm-hmm. the uh, the film adaptation that is a Patreon exclusive. If you want to go listen to that, you got to sign up for the Patreon. Give us money and you can hear our thoughts about it. Yay. Uh and then we also talked about the game adaptation when that was re-released. Mhm. Trying to find what episode number that was. Will I Will my search function work? Who knows? That's a great question. That's I, always I the that's always the fun part. I don't know the answer to this question. Um, that was episode two hundred and sixteen. Wow. We talked about that game when it was re- released and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moral of the story is both times we came away from a Scott Pilgrim piece of media and being like, I don't know about this. <laughs> it. It had not aged well. In either front, let's say. In either front, yeah. Like I I've been a fan of Scott Pilgrim. Like I like I said, I have the graphic novels. I've got like a figure of Scott and everything, but like it it did not age well, and I think that oh, many people can acknowledge that. Well, you'd hope so. You would hope so, but I've also seen the reaction to this, so there was that. True. Uh so yeah. Coming off of both of those, you know, since we had watched the movie recently, we had played the game recently. Uh, mm-hmm. When this was announced, I was kind of just like, eh. <laughs> that, okay, that's a thing. All right, whatever. <laughs> Didn't really have any plans to watch it. It was just like, okay, that exists. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, so expectations were, I think we've both said, just underground, buried, <laughs> six yeah. feet under. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, okay, it's an animated version of of the the graphic novel. Cool. Like it's it's just gonna be a one for one. Like I know what to expect it as an age well the end. Yeah. Cool cool that they got the cast back, but even then, like we'll talk about that, I think. Um But I, I was excited. But not super excited. Yeah, and then like I think once it got released, you start hearing like, oh, they're doing something different with this, and that was like, I didn't hear that at all. I at least heard a little bit about it. It was just like, okay, that seems a little bit interesting, but still like, eh, whatever. Um, and then you watched it, and we're like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, hey, this this this, f- this is good. This might be good. And I was like, this is good, huh? 
what? I'm like, dude, you 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 need to you need to watch this. And then I I ended up watching it as well, and then uh, that's why we're going to reconvene and talk about it today. Yeah, and you like stayed up all night watching it. Not that you don't stay up all night all the time, but it's true. Don't don't expose me like this. Come on, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, this was released on the Netflix on November the 17th of 2023. It is a Netflix exclusive. Mm-hmm. The one time where they will call something an anime and actually is right this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because this is made by a Japanese production company, so that makes it an anime. Congratulations. Right. Anyways, you want to talk, let's talk about the production of this because it's probably weird considering, you know, how this all came about and everything. Right, yes. Uh, here is the development of this. Uh, in 2018, Jared LaBeouf, that is not me, uh, had reached out to <laughs> Edgar Wright asking if he would be interested in working on a new Scott Pilgrim project. Uh, then in early 2019, LaBeouf approached O'Malley about doing a Scott Pilgrim anime with Science Saru, the uh, anime production company that would eventually end up doing it. Uh, O'Malley was uninterested at the time as he didn't want to do a straight retelling of the graphic novels and had no story or motivation. Uh, in 2020, O'Malley and Grabinski pitched a story which starts similarly to the same, similarly to as the same story, but deviates at the fight with Patel. Uh, UCP, I guess that's Universal, I would assume, uh, and Netflix greenlit the idea. In January 2022, it was reported that Netflix and Universal Content Productions, hey, there you go, <laughs> were developing an anime <laughs> series based on the Scott Pilgrim graphic novels by Brian Lee O'Malley. At the time, Netflix had ordered uh, several other anime and anime productions uh, based on other properties. O'Malley was announced as showrunner, writer, and executive producer alongside Ben David Grabinski, with animator Abul Gangora directing, Edgar Wright and Michael Bacall, who directed and wrote the 2010 live-action film adaptation Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, were also involved with the anime and serve as executive producers. Uh, the animation production is provided by Science Saru. In March 2023, it was announced that this series had officially been greenlit, with Wright noting that it expanded the Scott Pilgrim universe. Uh, and then this what? is the casting... You have something to say. Hello. I was going to say, March 2023 is when it was greenlit. Like, seems like a really quick turnaround. Well, it wouldn't be anime if there was not crunch involved. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> Ooh, boy. I do appreciate there's a character in this called Edgar Wrong. Yeah, it's pretty That's good. good. Anyway, continue. Casting. Uh, on March 30, 2023, Netflix released a cast announcement video confirming that the cast of the 2010 film would reprise their roles. I guess it probably wasn't greenlit in March. It was probably mm -hmm. just like, hey, this is when we're like officially showing it off for the first time type deal. More like an, an official announcement. Yeah. Uh, Wright had assembled the actors for the film and helped convince them all to return for the anime. He reflected that casting and working on the film was one of the proudest and most enjoyable achievements of his career. They had previously reunited for 10th anniversary events with the team reportedly excited to have another project in the Scott Pilgrim universe to create. Uh, Shota and Keita Saito, the actors who portrayed the Katayana, Katayanagi twins in non-speaking roles in the film, were not mentioned in the cast announcement. It was subsequently announced that Julian Chihi would voice both twins. The production confirmed that further cast members will be announced later. Oh. Uh, this is about the writing. It's very brief. Uh, mm -hmm. When O'Malley and Grabinski began writing the series, they wanted to capture the spirit of the comics in the movie, but still update things in the near two decades since the comic's original publication. Smart. Uh, some of these changes include changing Ramona's job from a delivery girl for Amazon to delivering DVDs for Netflix and also expanding on the backstories of the evil exes. 
Uh, and then they they did a bunch of mu- uh, music for this. Anamanaguchi came back. They got Anamanaguchi back for it, which is smart. Yep, very smart. And all that. They uh, literally used the like mini boss theme from um, the game in one of the episodes. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, and then here's how it reviewed. It has a 96% on the Rotten Tomatoes uh, with an average rating of an 8.2 out of 10. Metacritic has it as an 82 out of 100. Uh, this person praised the show saying it shatters expectations and cleverly re-examines this entire story with a profound twist without sacrificing any pieces of its identity. Well. This person says they expressed dissatisfaction with the work, specifically targeting its narrative and humor. Saying it was bland storylines and lackluster jokes. <laughs> wow. So there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta get both sides of the argument there. Real centrism here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also interesting that the music didn't mention that there are new songs um, by Sex Ball Bomb. I don't know why they didn't mention that. Too difficult. I, I guess... Uh, and then also, uh, with an interview with Rolling Stone, uh, Brian O'Malley said of the series future that there are no current plans for a second season, stating, I never say never, but right now it seems like it would take about 50 different miracles simultaneously for another season to happen, so we'll see. It doesn't need Where a second they... season. <laughs> it doesn't need a second season. Where would they even go from here? Home. Home. Anyways, this is an anime. It is, um, which I, 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 we do have to talk about this voice acting. Yes. It is mostly very good. Yes. Um, a lot of these, these actors are able to very, very, like they're, they're able to translate their characters very well, Mm -hmm. um, from, from live action to the animated version, um, which was great. I was excited. Um, there is there is one exception. <laughs> there is indeed one exception. There is one exception, which helps um, that this character is basically kind of not seed throughout most of the series. So, yeah, yeah, it 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 does help. Um, he's a good actor, so I don't know what happened here, but he apparently not everybody's meant for voice acting. Yeah, we'll just put it that way. Michael Sarah just sounds old and kind of just bored. <laughs> He sounds bored. <laughs> he's just he's just reading lines off a script. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I was surprised because he really is a good actor. So I was, I was kind of not expecting that. But like when you compare it to like I don't know, like Kieran Culkin, mm-hmm. who just like completely knocks it out of the park as as Wallace, like Oh, okay. I didn't realize that Brie Larson didn't do the singing. Yeah, she doesn't do the singing, I think, in the original series either. Yeah, she did. She did the the um the singing in the movie. Not but only, only that one song and then they released the the metric version of it on the soundtrack. People were real upset about her version not being released. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean voice acting and acting in general are two very very different different. disciplines so it isn't like the most surprising thing that an actor would be not great at one or the other so 
But it's wild that everybody else is so much better at it. Yeah. Like, everybody else did a really good job. Like, was not expecting Jason Schwartzman to be as good at voice acting as he is. Mm-hmm. Wild. Uh, and also, you know, with this being animated, they're able to sneak in, like, cameos and stuff like that in there. So, like, Weird Al's in this. <laughs> yeah. As a documentary announcer, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are also in this very briefly because, of course. Of course. <laughs> can't have an Edgar Wright production without them. You cannot. But that was a, yeah. that was a fun was little a good... goof. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I think most of the voice acting in this is very good except Michael Saris just kind of shows up in there. Uh, there's also a full-on Japanese dub as well. If you are into that, you want to go the full anime route, you know, that is also there for you. That's wild. I mean, I guess it's an anime, so that makes sense. Yeah. But like, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it, just seeing it to me, I'm like, huh, right. Yes. This makes sense. But yeah, uh, that first episode obviously is the one that is basically the most adaptation-y. Because 98% of it is basically just the opening of Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, We get a a difference in the the Netflix change and we get Mm -hmm. the party um, tidbit is different. We no longer have the Pac-Man and... Puck man. <laughs> no, instead he's talking about two different Sonic the Hedgehog animations. <laughs> From the nineties, one really likes chili dogs. He's like, You want to talk about the this American version and then all like Sonic X or something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, otherwise it's it's basically just like one for one. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is what I was expecting. And then Scott loses at the end of the episode and you're like, huh? Yeah, and, it, and then it goes to places where you're not expecting because Scott Pilgrim dies. Yeah, we're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> the evil is defeated. Scott's dead. So then I was like, well, I don't know what to expect now. Scott mm-hmm. died. Uh, and then this is this essentially just becomes the Ramona show, which I think is a much better utilization of the franchise than what it had been previously. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it, it really gives her a chance to, like, shine and have her own agency, but also to, like, reconcile some of the problems that she's had with her exes, and we learn more about who they are, and um, it, 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 it really does show some growth here, mm-hmm. I think, um, but... It, it made Ramona less of just, like, I'm the prize to be won type character it makes her less of the manic pixie dream girl yes that's a good way to put it she's not that anymore and i think as well it also like is able to showcase the other like non like x characters as well like all the other side characters as well in different lights compared to what they had been previously which i think is a a good thing yeah like i mentioned wallace like we get some really good stuff with wallace and like knives holy knives arc is good Mm -hmm. good for her Knives gets a good arc. Yeah. Um, we get we get some some of the background with Kim, which like, yeah, we got some of that before and like it's in in, it's in the graphic novel, but like seeing it here was good. Um I'm trying to think of who else like I think Julie even gets more character development other yeah. than just like saying bad words. Yeah. 
So, like, everybody really gets room to breathe. Everyone gets elevated in a way that they wouldn't have been previously. Correct. And it's great. It's really good. Um, all, all it took was Scott dying. I think the good thing about this <laughs> series is that, you know, it realizes in, what did they say, like, it's been like 20 years or something since the, the graphic novel came out and mm-hmm. 13 years since the, the movie adaptation and everything is that, like, Scott's a f- yeah, yeah, Scott he sucks. sucks. He's, he's he's the villain. And this series finally kind of realizes, like, oh, he is kind of a piece of and the bad guy in this kind of series. So, what if we like, deal was, with that? That was the point, and like, I think the point was missed a lot. Um, yeah, because like you know, the mid two thousands and early twenty tens nerd culture. Right. Could not rectify with something like that. It was just like, ooh, nerd stuff on the on the screen. That's just like me. Well, and even like, you know, something like, um, shoot, what's the name of that movie? Um, oh God, Joseph Gordon Lovett, um, Man at Pixie Dream Girl, Summer. 500 Days of Summer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, like that one is completely misinterpreted and it's like around the same time period. Yeah, no, I think that was um, like late 2000s. So, so people like really were identifying with like the the sh- dude pro tag when that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to realize he's kind of a scummy guy. Um, and Scott was a scummy guy. This was the era of oh, it's gonna be the nice guy. Can't be can't be one of these jerks, man. <laughs> type deal. So yeah, I think society as a whole just wasn't adequately prepared to come to that realization as a whole like i mean obviously there's probably people who very clearly were like oh, okay this is definitely what this is doing but the greater whole of this would have been like no man he was, he's real cool and things like bro yeah i mean like there's a reason why there's like the what is it like negus god at the end mm-hmm. of the movie yeah like you're supposed to realize that scott's the villain too he's one of the evil exes almost But this does a better job of explaining that to the audience a little bit uh, in a way that can't really be missed. And I think as well, it does a better job of like making Scott come to that realization and realize he has to work at being a better person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's another thing is that Scott actually has to like reconcile his behavior and figure out like how how do I actually not do this garbage <laughs> how behaviors. do i not f- things up <laughs> yeah which you know you kind of have to do like again the whole one of the whole things was like is he gonna become one of the evil exes and like if he continued to f- things up then yeah he absolutely was going to be and he kind of does at one point in this yeah an, al- um, an alternate dimension version of him basically does <laughs> yeah um or I guess a future so, version of him, really. But. A future version of him, yeah. Uh, time travel. But, yeah, he, he really does. And so, like, Scott has to figure out, like, how do I not become that? How do I do better? Yeah. Which is good. And it's also, really good, you know, he, yeah. he acknowledges, like, hey, society says that dating a high schooler is bad, and I should have realized that, and I shouldn't have done that. Yep. I was like, oh, good. Bravo. 
And the it, bar was underground and you <laughs> you you got over that one one little bar there, buddy. And I think as well it helps that like the series doesn't make knives just like vindictive in a way of like towards Ramona mm-hmm. because of this whole shenan- all the shenanigans. Like Scott dies and she's kinda of like, I'm sad for a little bit, but I gotta move on and get to work on this other stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna join well, this she- I'm gonna join the band and everything and I'm gonna work on all this stuff. <laughs> Right, like she's sad, but then she also like realizes like, oh, I have a real talent for music, mm-hmm. and like they they explore that a bit, which is great. And um, it she doesn't go down that route of like, well, I'm gonna blame this woman type thing, which is good. Yeah, and they don't make any like you know, fat jokes, which is good. And they don't go with that weird alternate ending of the movie where. Scott gets with knives again. Very bad. Yeah, uh, no, she just, you know, learns bass and keyboard. Yeah, and she's like, I, I could just pick it up in a couple hours. It's fine. And they're like, oh, my God. You're like a prodigy when it comes oh to this. Oh, my God. And then she starts writing music. It's great. Yeah. And then, like, by the end of the show, she's in the band fully with, like, everyone. And, like, there's no mm-hmm. weird drama or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're a better band now. Sick. Yeah, like, it's great. It's really good. I was so glad to see her get a better arc. Mm-hmm. She deserved it. Knives is not a bad character. Knives just had... A bad situation. A bad situation and, um, you know, early 2000s writing. Yeah. Now yeah. she's, you know, living her best life here. I Yeah. Not Proud wrong. Of Proud of her. Um. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go like episode by episode on this, but like I just want to hit some of like the cool, the, like the fun moments I really enjoyed in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love in the second episode when Envy crashes the funeral and then sings so in the funny. arms of an angel. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. I was losing it laughing. It's so good. <laughs> And everyone's just going wild for her and forgetting why they're actually at this funeral. <laughs> right, right. Which, I mean, it's also an interesting twist here that they had um, Matthew Patel, like, take over the League of Evil yeah, Exes. like, Gideon has a fall from grace and everything. Like, he gets he gets beat as well in the second episode. So, like, mm-hmm. you're just like, like, you get to see, like, his, like, downfall and then his rise back up, which is interesting. Like, he has way more of a character arc in this than he does in the other stuff because it's just like, oh, he's just the last boss, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then this one, he's hanging off the side of a roof and has to sign over, like, yeah. his entire <laughs> entire being, basically, everything but his name. But even then, he gives up his name. Um, But it it gives him room to, like, grow a bit too but then you basically have like a rebellion of the evil exes here mm-hmm. um just wild um that was that was a fun change but yeah by far the best part of episode two was was envy crashing the funeral god by i far. laughed so much when that happened i had to pause when i realized what she was singing because it took me a second. I was like, wait a second. I know this. And then she got there. And I was like, oh, my God. Just thinking about, like, sad puppies right now. <laughs> it's so funny. 
Uh, I love that they they basically include the live action adaptation into this as just like a <laughs> a thing that Young Neil is just right. He wrote a film. <laughs> right, right, yeah. He just the script for the film was something that Young Neil, quote unquote, wrote. And it's just um, it's just the it's like the regular story. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just the movie that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Which is a fun little thing. Um, it, it's a nice nod. I do like as well they give Roxy more characterization considering in the the other stuff she's just like lesbian. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah. Well, and like they make it something where like they acknowledge that Ramona is saying like, "Oh, you know, it's just a phase and it didn't mean anything and everything is really mm-hmm. and was very hurtful." Yeah. Um and so like they have to come to terms with their relationship and what it actually was and um, you know, Ramona really does try and apologize for how that all went down, which was good. Yeah. Um, and then Roxy and Kim decide they're going to make out, and then they decide, <laughs> like, that, nah, this ain't, nah, <laughs> not, not feeling it, it. Not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good to see that situation of like them reconcile and it be more than just like, I'm, what what is what do they call it? The sexy phase, I think, is what they call it in the movie. Yeah, and it's like Ugh! so, you know. It's definitely. Like, I I think this in general like is a good showcase of how much more empathetic this series is compared to the other yeah. adaptations or just the original source material in general. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. It was a much better way to handle this mm-hmm. and. Again, it shows like character growth for Ramona, which we didn't really get a whole lot of in the original series or the movie. Yeah. Because I guess for clarification, she's going after like all the her exes because she thinks Scott's alive and Mm -hmm. is trying to figure out how like if one of them has something to do with it. So she has to like figure out who's behind this whole thing. That's kind of like the impetus of the series as it moves forward from episode one. Yeah, she she sees that there's like a vegan portal that takes um scott right before he dies and also like she hears his voice um and the the subspace Mm -hmm. in her head i Um, i'll go ahead sorry i I was just saying um oh um um uh, i really love episode four because they really lead into lucas lee being a skater and just pull two songs from the tony hawks pro skater soundtrack and it's very good. Like uh, when that episode starts, United States, uh, whatever. When, they, when that first starts, when that first episode starts, and he's skating around to the United States of whatever, I was like, "Holy! F- I haven't heard this song in forever." But also, this song kicks. This is amazing. This is the perfect song choice for this. So good. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. And then, like later on, when he's like fighting the, the like dudes in the studio it's playing the, po- the paparazzi the paparazzi is playing it's playing police truck by the dead kennedys as well i was like yep. yeah let's go yeah yeah they leaned hard into that it was really good <laughs> god so good um but they also expand on his character like he's he's struggling as an actor because of his uh uh controversies i guess his controversies and lack of wanting to act <laughs> Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> um, I think Chris Evans also does a really good job in like his voice oh, acting yeah. role. Hundred percent. He does. He really like nails this character in ways that like it feels like he like he 
really shouldn't work, but it just works so well. It works so well. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> I also like that Wallace just ends up getting cast as himself. <laughs> He's like, this guy sucks. I can do this way better. I'm me. <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, and he's like, the the not gay version of Wallace and yeah. all that. And he's like, uh, this, is, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to do it. Uh, which leads to uh, Lucas Lee getting fired from the movie role because he was playing Scott. And then they bring um, mm-hmm. uh, Todd Ingram in, the other evil ex. Yeah, and Envy is playing Ramona. Yeah, and then, and then Wallace just starts seducing Todd all throughout the next episode. <laughs> They're going to run lines in this trailer. <laughs> oh, man. The stamina on those two with the running the lines. My God. <laughs> God. It's so funny. It's so funny. I didn't expect that at all. I love it that. It was a good twist. I love that he gets a Wallace tattoo on his, like, on his, his belly. His belly. And then, like, later, there's, like, at the end of the, uh, the, end of the series when they're having, like, the big boss fight... Um, you could still see the Wallace tattoo at Wallace one point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, that's really good. Even though Wallace is like, dude, this was like a set fling. Like, yikes. No! <laughs> I'm, I'm not here for that. Uh, and then he becomes not a vegan. He breaks the vegan code. He eats many things that are not vegan. Also, Envy is super mad because <laughs> her boyfriend got stolen. <laughs> Oh, and Ramona just decided she's going to be Envy's uh, stunt double. Yeah, because that's the only way she's able to, like, she needs to talk to, to Todd to about upset, things. Yeah. And that's the only way she was able to, like, actually, like, find a way to get, like, access to him. So that's why she's there. And then realizes, mm-hmm. oh, I'm actually kind of good at the stunt double stuff. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about the whole seduction thing is that, like, how it starts is that Envy and Todd can't get their hands off each other and they just keep making out and everything during these scenes. And they're like, what if we just move things around and we do this? And, you know, Wallace is closer to Todd than Envy, you know, uh, and then it ends up being uh, like seduction and they end up making out. And it's like, okay, yeah. It's wild. (laughs) Completely wild. It's really funny. Oh man, um, we gotta talk about a uh, uh, bum Gideon. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Gordon Goose Who, is uh, his name, right? Yeah, he's now crashing at Julie's place because they had history together, and that's basically how he ends up there. They went to school together. He's also watching anime. He's also watching anime, and Lucas shows up, and they just like party. <laughs> yeah, they do some paintball <laughs> stuff crash together. And just destroy her house. Yep. But they're just having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> they're just such bros at this part. It's great. It's so good. You know, two two guys down on the luck. Hanging out. Uh and then we also we learn about the 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 Scott Pilgrim film, which got canceled, is now being turned into a musical. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also good. Um Which that was written by Steven and Knives. They they're yes. the ones who pitched that. Yes. It's good for them. Uh, then basically this is kind of where you figure out like everything that's actually happened where like um, the robot the twins made is vegan it can make the portal young Neil didn't write that screenplay because there's information that was like 14 years in the future and then Scott just shows up like hey what's up <laughs> hey how's it going 
What's up? Hey, I'm alive. Um, which also, by the way, the, I'm I I kidnapped myself. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Um, the robot shows up in a lot of scenes, and so I kept thinking something was going on with the robot because mm-hmm. it just kept showing up. And I'm like, okay, there's something with this damn robot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Scott's here. He's like, hi. Also, the penultimate episode is a Too Fast, Too Furious reference with the uh, title of it. It sure is. <laughs> too Scott, Too Pilgrim. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, you, you learn how Scott got pulled into the future by himself. And uh-huh. basically, he was ba- himself wanted him to like not get with Ramona. Right. Because they're separated in the future. They're separated. He's, he's having a bad time. He had to look through the virtual boy to see all this stuff and everything. <laughs> Just very sad. <laughs> Sad boy they're, hours. They're living with Wallace, which um, Scott's like, wow, we have such a nice house. He's like, no, no, this is Wallace's house. He's he's married to a guy from Nintendo. And Scott's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wallace is living at, like, my uncle lives in Nintendo life. Mm-hmm. Lives in Nintendo, works in Nintendo. <laughs> also lives in Nintendo. It also lives in Nintendo. And everyone's like, wow, you look really good with your, like, gray hair, man. He's like, oh, I know, I know. I look really good. So yeah, like the whole thing is like old Scott is blaming Ramona for them getting separated, and then eventually, regular Scott goes and finds uh, older Ramona, and she's like, "No, he's just a f- idiot," and we had a little fight, and then he blew it out of proportion, and now this is what it's come to. He ran away. He ran away, and Scott's like, "Oh, that that seems real stupid. That's real dumb. <laughs> Why would you do that?" We also find that um the the young Neil um. Like, screenplay. Screenplay was written by old Ramona. Mm-hmm. And she's able to like bring Scott back to the present time and she stays there for a while to take a, a photo with normal or regular Ramona. It's funny. Yep. Um Yeah, this is like where you see like Scott be like, I hate knives, I kinda did some dumb stuff and shouldn't have been dating you and all that stuff and didn't break it off. You when deserve better. <laughs> I got with Ramona, sorry about that, my bad. Like this is it was really refreshing to see Scott like actually acknowledge like I did some really bad things mm-hmm. and like I'm sorry for that. You deserve better. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, all right. Scott's learning. Good for him. Well, this version of Scott's learning. This version of Scott's learning. Um, then they want to smooch. They want to smooch and they can't because there's a force field. And they're like, well, that's weird. Anyways, let's go to this musical and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Which they go to the musical, and I love it every every time an ex shows up, Scott's like, I'm going to fight you. And they're like, no, I don't really want to fight, dude. I don't have anything to do with this. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, we're good. And he's like, all right. Do you want to fight? No. You want to fight? No. I love Todd just getting like a disgusting amount of butter on his popcorn. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like Scott just goes up and going. knocks it out of his hand. He's like, "Oh man, I gotta oh, get another man. one of these." <laughs> his fall for veganism is hysterical. It's really good. Also, he sees Wallace again and breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He does. Poor guy. Uh, but Wallace, Wallace just wrecked this man. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> um. But yeah, they they go to the musical and everything is fine. Uh. Gideon and Julie are going to like have some plan to to get back everything to get revenge on Matthew, but then like they they're everyone, explosives. They got they're going to get sucked into a portal 
they get to mm-hmm. older older scott who is just old ryu yeah basically just old ryu who got buff because he got real sad that ramona left him and just did training for 10 years yep he did his training arc and he really does not want Scott to get with Ramona because then he'll be sad in the future. Mm-hmm. So he put nano machines in him. <laughs> yep, with the with the coffee or tea or nano something. Nano machines, son. Him. I forgot what he gave him, but anyway, he gave him nano machines. But I do like how this is like it's very like it's very tropey, but like it's everyone comes together to fight off the big bad villain. Who is mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim? Who's Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> but you get like the the exes coming together to help him and everything, and they all try and do their part. This is where, like you said, they they played the the song from the the game, which was very mm-hmm. uh, that was a very good touch. It was a very good touch. Um. But yeah, the whole thing is Scott has to fight against this older version of him, being like, and have to prove to him prove to himself, I guess, and his older self, like, hey, this is not the way we should be doing things. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, we suck right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm not the villain. What do you mean? And like, I'm you, the good guy here. Like Ramona had no problem with him, really. Like she's still in love with him. It's just he was being a baby. And and then he went for 10 years to go train. And she's like, you didn't call or text or send me anything for 10 years. He's like, oh, b- b- oh, oh. He's, he's... and she. You just want to get together? He's like, no! <laughs> no! It's been 10 years! Ramona does also acknowledge, like, I have a habit of running away from things that I care about, and I have to stop doing that. And, like, she she does say, you know, that was not a healthy mechanism for me to go about this, but, like, you ran away for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You became this. This is a problem. So, like, you know, we love it when people are self-aware and realize the things that they're doing are hurtful except for you know even older scott who is not doing that no also i forgot to mention that like in the future the twins are hanging out with, they're like in a band with scott which is like yeah it's their their names like i forget it's are they named like pop and twin or something they're named after a, like, a game yeah which i thought was very funny but like when he has to like when regular timeline scott like is about ready to fight the twins like no we, we've we've learned from the future that we're like we're bros with you then so like we have no problem with you anymore so it's cool yeah it's really good. <laughs> and they're like oh okay <laughs> so i thought it's that really was very good. funny but yeah um ramona learns this stuff about herself and then older ramona shows up and they they do the fusion dance and turn into supersonic ramona <laughs> 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 to make old scott go back to his timeline mm-hmm. and then regular ramona can kiss scott now and everyone's Yay. happy. Yay. The evil has been defeated. The evil has been defeated, except there's still a bomb happening. <laughs> right, right. And I, it's very funny. Like, <laughs> Gideon and Julia are like, we're going to do this. And Matt's like, you want to take care of the business again? Because this stuff sucks, dude. This sucks. I, I just want to do it. the musical. <laughs> it's all I want is to do the musical. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. We will definitely take this back. All right, sick. <laughs> Neat. And then you, um, you, uh, you get a little, like, uh, a little recap of what everyone else is doing afterwards. Lucas working as a barista <laughs> is very so funny. funny. It's so funny. I love how Stacy's like crouched down. He's like, yeah, he really sucks. And like, I, all this is happening, but like, I get to look at him all day. So I, I do like as well that he's like impressed with Kim's like nonchalant attitude. Yeah. He's like, oh, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, Todd's getting his vegan powers back thanks to Roxy. Yep. The twins are still doing robotics because, of course. Of course uh, they are. <laughs> Wallace goes to Paris with his his money and finds a, a, a new boy. Right, yeah. Which is very good. Uh, like we said, Knives joins Sex Bob-omb permanently. And Ramona does stunt work for realsies. Because she realized she was good at it. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Yay! Also, this was legitimately so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what are you gonna say? Also, I would say there's like a there's a mid credit scene as well where like they show Gideon and Julie wanting to plot against Scott and Ramona again. Oops, because we are evil. Ha 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 ha. But yeah, like I really came out of this like just super enjoying it. Like it blew my expectations out of the water because like we said, the expectations were just underground and buried because it just man the previous iterations of this were just not. They hadn't aged well. I wouldn't say they're not right. good, but they just have not aged well in, you know, this landscape. This is the perfect way to look at this series through a 2023 lens, essentially, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I was I was glad to see, like, the characters get to, like, stretch their legs a little bit and grow. And, you know, we got rid of a lot of the, like, really problematic stuff, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and the stuff that is problematic that we didn't get rid of like they acknowledge oh hey this is problematic wow 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 um yeah it was really fun like i liked getting to learn a lot more about the the exes i like to see a lot of the dynamics that like we wouldn't have normally seen mm-hmm. um like i said the, the todd wallace relationship is legitimately hilarious um just because of the way that like you would not expect Todd to cling on to Wallace like that. And Wallace is just like, dude, like this, that's nothing, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but then like, you know, young Neil's like, ah, it's my sleep paralysis demon. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you but like, we barely knew anything about him in the original one. And like, now we're learning, Hey, you know, he's interested in being a writer and, he ends up being a writer, and that that became a, a book that became the screenplay. It was fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Who knew that what it took was everybody thinking that Scott Pilgrim died for the series to be much, much better? They had to make him die and also make him realize he is the villain. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that's all it took. And then they all fight, and they all win, and there's a happy ending. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. So good. I'm I'm really glad that you watched it after I like yelled a lot about how good it was. I uh, I do trust the owl, the owl <laughs> opinion. So. <laughs> I definitely yelled at you like, ah, you need to watch this. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So this is the definitive Scott Pilgrim experience. I think so. That's all I'm going to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So there you go. We did it. Third time was indeed the charm. Yay! Well, yeah, that is uh, that is Scott Pilgrim takes off. He's gone. See you Goodbye. Later. Farewell. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this week's episode. 
So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love Life Sunshine, Hot Tubs, and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. You can follow us on Blue Sky at seasonalanimecheckup.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast and a whole wealth of bonus episodes as well, like that Scott Pilgrim movie episode we did. You can listen to that. You can listen to that. Uh, next week, it's time to take a look into the future. Wow, there's a lot of future talk in December. There is. Future, future Scott. <laughs> future Zura. It is time for our annual next year preview episode where we'll take a look at what's coming out in 2024 and beyond. Thankfully, the Game Awards have already happened as you're hearing this, so we'll have all those announcements to talk about as well. That usually doesn't happen, does it? No, so we got lucky this year. I love that. Love when it happens. Love to see it. You love to see it. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff Keighley. Thanks, Geoff. Geoff. So we'll talk about 2024 releases and video games and anime and whatever else tickles her fancy.